Hi, this is Anthony Lighthall. Thank you for joining me today on this podcast entitled From Dreams to Actions, where we, where we discuss business goals, promoting positive energy, and following your dreams. On today's episode, we're going to discuss investing in your business. So there's always going to be some type of investment within your business. Uh, this will, may include money. It could include time or just resources and, and utilizing your energy in a specific way. You also have to discuss the question of, does it take money to make money? Me personally, I would say yes. This could be uh, up for debate. I would uh, uh, invite that and, and agree with that. But I really do believe that it does take money to make money. Now, you may hear people on different social media platforms or uh, in commercials where it was like, I started this business, no money down, or I, I came here from another country. I didn't have anything, you know, uh, to my name and, and I still made it or I, or I created a business or something. Yes, but nine times out of 10, money had to come from somewhere or borrowed from somewhere or from someone. So does it take money to make money? Yes, it may not necessarily be specifically out of your pocket. It may be from other resources, but I do believe it does take money to make money. And you also have to be strategic, you know, specifically with your saving and also with your investing in order to increase your funds to reach your goals, whether it's a business goal or whether it's just a personal goal, uh, when it comes to your money and finances, okay? Um, like I said, investing doesn't just have to come from money. When people think of investing, they automatically think of money, but a lot of times it is, uh, like I mentioned, of your energy and, and resources um, to, to increase you know, what you're trying to reach. So the first example I wanted to provide to you were, was uh, a barber shop or a barber who wants to have their own shop. So I'm going to use that as an example. Uh, and I'm going to have a different, you know, different processes or different procedures. And again, this is strictly my own thought process or opinion, but there's a lot of different uh, avenues or pathways in regards to this person uh, meeting their goal on being pretty much a, a barbershop owner. So we'll get into it. So the first process of this is with this story. Uh, this person has been cutting hair since they were 10 years old. And everyone in the neighborhood knows this person. Uh, let's say they're 21 at this time, okay? So they've been cutting hair for quite some time, over 10 years. Um, and everyone knows them, but they don't work out of a shop, nor do they have any licensing or uh, degree or, or any credentials where they could start their own shop or even uh, become a barber at someone else's establishment, okay? So one thing I would definitely advise this person is, you know, as you're cutting hair and you are collecting that money, there's two things that you're investing. One, you're investing your time because you are, you know, you have your side hustle, your little business started. Um, so you are getting money from that. So definitely save that money, but also you have to invest in education because while you are saving that money, you should start looking at barber schools 
or cosmetology cosmetology schools um, where you can, you know, eventually work at someone's shop. And, you know, that'll take energy. That'll take more time. You're probably just used to cutting hair and, and that's it. And you collect the money and you do whatever you want with the money. But now your money should have a purpose. It should have a, 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 a goal to it. Uh, and again, just utilizing your energy and resources to educate yourself on what you need in order to, to, to get to the next step. Okay. So now let's kind of fast forward with this barber and they go to barber uh, school. That's what they chose to do and to get their certification they graduate. Uh, and so now they have the credentials to at least work in someone's shop. So that's the overall first uh, investment in what this person should probably do. The next one is uh, to get a, a job in a specific barber shop and you could probably start charging more and have more clients than just who you already know within the neighborhood so this will help you to get exposure so we'll get into this uh number two phase here um and so you start you know you find a shop uh you you get the job and now um you work for someone you work for the barbershop owner maybe they you know, are a barber too, but they own the entire brick and mortar and then they hire barbers at that uh, specific location. So now you get the job. And now while you are working there, uh, like I said, you begin to expand your clientele. You have people who you were uh, cutting hair for since you were 10 years old. They're coming in. Uh, the prices have probably changed because now you have a booth rent when you are in anything with uh, a salon or a barbershop, you have to pay a, a booth rent. Uh, so now you're paying rent. So now your your prices are a little bit higher than what you were charging before. Uh, but now you're in a shop and now you're able to network with other barbers and really get to see how it is to be in a professional establishment such as that. Uh, and over time, you start to develop a really good rapport, you know, with the, the shop owner. And, you know, the shop owner, you have a great relationship with them over time where you are uh, comfortable talking to them about your goals and what you want to do and, and the purpose and what you feel your calling is. And I think a lot of people would respect that, especially if you come to them in a humble way uh, and you know you position themselves them, them as the subject matter expert or the guru in a way uh people really appreciate that and and they um they're flattered by that and, and i think if someone came to me and said hey I, I like what you're doing or how you started a business or whatever i you know i inspired people to do i think that goes a long way and people are willing to usually help you out sometimes yes it doesn't always work out like that some people are you know they hold things close to their chest but a lot of times if you do come um to people in a certain respectful way uh they'll be willing to help you and so getting back to this example of the barber you know, this person develops a good relationship with the owner and it just helps them to understand the business side, not just being a barber, but also the business of owning a shop, a brick and mortar. So now you're talking about anything with legal fees or insurance or, you know, uh, different permits, you know, w with the city or the county. Um, so not that's the, the operation side, the business side, but then you have the people operation side and, and and business side of that as well so hiring the the barbers 
the the uh, booth rent um, managing you know those barbers if there's any conflicts with, within the barber shop and understanding that as well uh, on top of you know that now you have paying bills um, the accounting side, the, the money side. And of course, this person is probably not going to show you all of that, but they will probably share a couple of those gems with you, I'll say, or, you know, help you to understand, you know, what is really involved and what is really needed, you know, to own a shop one day and probably perhaps how they started and what they did. So not only are you working there, but you are also becoming a sponge and leaning very closely with this uh, owner who has the shop or owns the shop and they're also teaching you the ropes as well. So with this uh, phase or on number two, you're investing in, you know, getting more clients and understanding that the professional side of owning a, a shop, uh, a barbershop, but also, you know, your energy and knowledge that you are gaining in relationship building skills and also networking skills. There's a lot that you're investing in while you're working at the shop. Uh, and also while you are uh, uh, continuing in your career and, and getting money. And you should also, this person should continue to save as well while they are uh, getting more clients. So let's continue on. We're on number three now. Um, this person has been working at the shop for, for quite some time, let's say between five to seven years, you know. So it wasn't a, oh, I'm just going to go to the shop and I got the job and it's almost like an internship, you know, a, a, a short time period of six months or a year, and then I'm out of here. No, this person should really take their time, invest uh, in their craft. Uh, this is the time when you make mistakes. This is the time when you grow. They're developing that relationship with this owner, uh, being there for quite some time, bringing those clients and those customers uh, to the shop, you know, just shows the loyalty. So it's, it's really a good, a great win-win uh, to kind of think about it in that sense. And so now uh, you feel like it's time, you know, in, in, in between that time, you know, you are uh, probably looking at different locations. Um, they don't have to be the best of the best, you know, but it's, it's something if you're starting small. And that's a, a key point here. So probably you're developing relationships with real estate you know, uh, agents and, and what are some properties or, or storefronts or places that I can convert into a barbershop. And, you know, long story short, you, you go ahead and you find a place and you start to renovate, you know, it probably needs a little work, but you know, you've been able to save and you probably have good credit and, and this person can go ahead and start renovating the shop the way that they envision it or have always envisioned it, uh, as their goal. And they, get the shop, you know, and then you just let the, you know, owner know that you'll, they'll be leaving and, um, that they are accomplishing their dreams. It's, it's this next phase in their, in their life that they're trying to accomplish. And hopefully you, that person stays in contact with the owner and the owner doesn't have any hard feelings and, and anything like that. So that's the next phase with actually purchasing the, the property and, and finding that location, you know, for that individual. And then the last thing here, um, uh, again, you finally branched out, you got your own shop and now you, uh, have invested all of that time, all of that money and resources, and you've reached your goal. 
And now it's time for you to branch out on your own. You're going to have your own challenges, your own setbacks, different things you're going to continue to learn. But you were mentored by a really good person. Um, and now you feel it is the time for you to branch out. And I think that's really important because, you know, you definitely have to be strategic with all of your moves that you make. And, and you know, when it's the right time, it is the right time. And you just have to take that leap. Um, so basically, that was an example of just kind of going through someone who has a, a goal of becoming a, a barber and having their own barber shop. Uh, the basic uh, part of this story as well with the overall investing is this person had to take their time. You know, they started when they were nine, they probably always uh, started when they were 10 cutting hair, probably always had this goal. And now they're probably maybe 27, probably almost hitting early 30s. And now they have their own shop. But the thing is, it, it took steps. It takes time, you know, to do that. So you have to think this person has to be everything before they hire people for this. So a couple things, you are the, the CEO, the founder, the CFO with the finances, uh, the marketer to get customers. Um, the person who handles the accounting and handles the books, as they say, and in the taxes as well. Um, maybe you're the photographer, you know, you put together the website, you have to have really nice pictures and maybe a, a video that people really like. Um, you're the seller, you're the buyer, the negotiator, all of that. So it can be very overwhelming. And if you're not ready for all of that, it may not work out because then you're not you're not ready to be all have all those hats on. But then you can get to that point where you can hire someone or um, get some help where delegate, you know, that work, you know, to other people. So it's not just always on you because that can be a lot. OK, so that again, just the overall example, basic example I wanted to share uh, in regards to someone and you can apply that to anything. I just use the barber as an example. And again, those are just my um, my thoughts, the paths that I would probably take. I'm sure there's other paths and, and other things to, that could be added on to that, um, which is understandable. But that, those were my thoughts on that one. Um, I wanted to switch it over and discuss a little bit more about um what to do with the money uh this is very important because you really have to ask yourself a few of these questions when you're looking at saving money for something having a goal with it or if it's specifically for a business you know are you saving that money or or starting this side business to buy gym shoes or are you looking at it for the long term and also looking to increase your business over time you know is this a temporary situation or is this like a something just really quick to offset some of the debt that you've accumulated and you really want to have some extra cash coming in you know some of those questions you really have to ask yourself because that's going to position you strategically on your next move and what you should be doing with your funds and in your resources and finances okay so the next thing I, I wanted to discuss was kind of like managing that money, you know, keeping it separate. You know, how do you um, differentiate or how do you manage your personal finances and also your business finances? So I'll just touch on a few things that have been helpful for me. Uh, 
number one is the business money stays in the business. Just just keep that separate. So what I mean by that is when you start a business, have a separate business account, whether this is a LLC, a sole proprietorship, C-Corp, whether this is a, a, a side hustle, create an account, a, a checking account just for that, just for your business funds, because you don't want to get those intermingled. And I'm going to talk about that really quick, uh, very soon. But you don't want to intermingle your your personal and also your business funds, because then it it can get kind of um, gray or or you know intermingled when you're trying to really determine what did you make in business and revenue, and then also what do you have in personal and using your personal funds for probably personal activities or whatever you want to do. Okay, so like I said, just keeping uh, separate accounts, you know, for different things. Uh, whether it's an emergency fund, whether it is your vacation fund, your business fund is good to just have your money in different pockets, uh, manageable accounts and in, in pockets to have it in. You don't want money just everywhere and you're not noticing where it's at, but it just helps to differentiate where everything is going with that. Okay. Um, with the business, we'll talk a little bit more about the business side or the business accounts. Having this separate helps with, let's say later on, you start hiring someone. So, you you know, paying people, the payroll is getting paid out of your business account. So paying that way uh, when it's time to do your taxes or anything with accounting, you know, you know, the revenue, the, the uh, generating cash flow, the. Uh, how much your materials cost, putting, you know, charging or, or paying your materials out of the business account, not your personal account, different tax write-offs, all, all of those certain things that you're going to have to make sure you have that separate with your uh, business account and keeping that separate from your personal finances as well. Uh, another thing I focus on, and I think this is really important, uh, with just overall accounts is don't be foolish with your money. You know, you'd look at this with celebrities and, and entertainers and athletes where they're just kind of like flashing their money or, or just spending it frivolously because they're not really managing their accounts or they have an accountant. You hear about this too, where someone's not, you know, you they hire an accountant and then that accountant is stealing from them. And then they're in chart, they're in trouble that celebrity let's say is in trouble with the irs because taxes weren't getting paid you know and they're making all this money so those those are things too you know you can kind of put that in con context as well and kind of you know see what happens in media what, what certain uh people at, at a certain status who are making millions of dollars you know they really have to stay on top of who's managing their money or if they're managing their money uh as well so that they don't get in any type of legal uh issues with that as well and then uh Again, just making sure that you don't mismanage your accounts. Uh, again, use the example of, of athletes and celebrities, but you know this could be anyone. You don't have to make millions of dollars to mis mismanage your account. There's people that make six figures and they mismanage their accounts. You know, uh, they just it's that lifestyle creep and and you know a lot of other things too. If you're not really paying attention, you know, to where your money is going. The last thing I, I wanted to leave you all with was another example, not just with the, the barber uh, example, but also another example, let's say, of a camera, a, a photographer, and how they can uh, 
reinvest their funds or their energy to actually make more money in, in their talent of photography. So as an example, um, this person takes really good photos and they actually started with an iPhone or, or any type of phone um, to take really good photos and people really like those photos. And, you know, maybe they would you know, with friends or, or whatever, you know, or celebrations. Hey, can you take my picture? Let's, can you post it? Can you send that to me? And they're just really good at knowing about angles and lighting and outside and environments and things of that nature, right? So they begin selling their photos. You know, maybe they go outside, they take pictures of birds or, you know, nature or trees. Uh, certain things that people really like um, to be captured and they would sell those and let's say they sold them sold these prints for you know ten dollars they would get them developed or or what have you and as with the barber this person would save their money um, and they would just kind of you know stash their money but their goal their the money goal is buying a professional camera and let's say this camera is $400 that they want to buy and it's great it has a great zoom great lens everything in order to really get their feet wet into becoming uh, a photographer um, so what's the ROI on buying that camera ROI return on investment so you're investing in something so what's the return you're gonna get off of this investment off of this $400 camera investment so like I said, they were charging $10 just to take pictures on a phone. Now they have a professional camera. They can start charging $40 or more. We're just doing easy math here, but they could be charging, you know, $40, you know, for their camera or for their pictures uh, because they invested in this great quality camera. And then that person can start to expand their business. And then over time, that $400 camera can pay off once you do the math of, of $40 what however many uh, photos you need to sell at forty dollars that will pay off for your camera okay and so that's kind of like the return on investment for that um, but the thing is you know with the whole camera uh, example that person can actually probably not just take pictures of outside or or like I said with nature but now they are getting invited to weddings they're getting invited to birthday parties they're getting invited to graduations and then that can increase even more with their revenue um, because now they're charging by hour or they're charging by photo um, and then they can probably even get a better camera you know maybe a camera that's a thousand dollars and then continue on with that so it's such a beautiful thing when you can really break down investing uh, your money your time your resources uh, and just really continue to, to, to get to the next step with things. So again, I just wanted to leave that with you all just to uh, talk about you know investing in your business and what that specifically specifically means uh, for you if you're looking to, to do that. And then also in your personal life, you know investing in yourself, investing in your own positive energy, whatever goal that you have, uh, you know being able to invest in that it doesn't always have to be monetary as well. So again, thank you for joining me uh, on today's podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. And always remember to follow your dreams.